Thanks for joining us here in Centralia, Illinois, where we are a community of people who are not perfect and don't pretend to be. Our hope and prayer is that through the following message, you are encouraged, blessed, and inspired to meet the Lord in a powerful way. Uh, well, my name is Ronnie Tabor. I'm the lead pastor here, and we have had an incredible team all week long. You saw the adults. I think the adults had as much fun as the kids have had this past week, all right? And so if you were here last week, um, I shared with you all a message, and, and during this message, I talked about um, there was different truths that we uncovered, and, and one of the truths we uncovered last week is that God's word is true. I don't know if you realize this, but there are 66 different books in this one book that we call the Bible. And the 66 different books were written by 44 different authors. Check this out. And it was written over a period of time of 1,500 years. Everybody say that, 1,500. Yeah, 1,500 years. It was written on three different continents. Say three. And it was written in three different languages. Whisper, three. Yeah. And so we know that God's word is true. And so there was another truth that we learned this week. And that this, the next truth was this, that Jesus came just as God promised. The prophet Isaiah told us, Hundreds of years before Jesus was born, that he was going to come to earth. And you know what? He showed up. He showed up and he surprised everybody. And when he started his ministry, we learned about this next truth. And that was this, that Jesus demonstrated God's power. Let me read you guys a story in, in the Bible. If you've got your Bibles, open up to the book of John. John chapter 9, hey guys, hey guys, look at me, you got to be quiet or you got to go sit with mom and dad, okay, all right, yeah, you're going to have to go over there if you can, John chapter 9, let me just read this story, and it says, as he passed by, and let's talk about Jesus, he saw a man blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus answered, it was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. Have any of y'all wondered sometimes why bad things happen in your life? And, and maybe have you um, gotten to the point where you blamed God? Anybody ever blame God for bad things that happen in their life? I've done that a couple times. And that's what everybody was doing to this young man who was blind, who was born blind. They were blaming sin. And, and ultimately, they were blaming God. But let me keep reading. It was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. And, and I want to share that with you. It wasn't just for this blind man, but sometimes trouble comes in our life so that God will get the glory. 
You know what our prayer all week long has been about Vacation Bible School? Our prayer all week long is that God would get the glory. Let me show you how God got the glory in this story. And so we must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am the world, I am the light of the world. Having said these things, he spit on the ground and made mud with his saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud. Say, ooh. He anointed his eyes with mud and said to him, go wash in the pool of Siloam. You see, that was one of the other things that we talked about under Diggit is that um, almost 70 years ago, they found these steps when they were digging in Israel, in Jerusalem, and they found the pool called Siloam. And I guess that his friends, after Jesus put the mud on his eyes, um, took him down to the pool and he washed. And here's what it says. Then he um, said to him, go wash in the pool. So he went and washed and came back seeing And the neighbors who had seen him, and this is verse 8, before as a beggar were saying, is not this the man who used to sit and beg? Some said, it's he. Others said, no, but he looks like him. And he kept saying, I'm the man, I'm the man. And so they said to him, then how were your eyes open? He answered, this man called Jesus made mud and anointed my eyes. And he said, go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and received my sight. And they said to him, where is he? He said, I don't know. Verse 13, they brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. So, Jesus, so the Pharisees asked him again, how have you received your sight? And he said, he put mud on my eyes and I washed and I see. Some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, how can a man who is a sinner do such signs? There was division among them. And so they said again to the blind man, what do you say about him since he has opened your eyes? He said, he is a prophet. The Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked them, is this your son who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? And his parents answered, we know that this is our son and that he was born blind, but how he now sees, we do not know, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He's right here. His parents said these things because they were afraid of the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that if anyone should confess Jesus to be Christ, he was to be put out of the synagogue. Verse 23, therefore his parents said, he's of age, ask him, pointing a finger. Verse 24, So for the second time, they called the man who had been blind and said to him, Give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered, Whether he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know is that though I was blind, now I see. And they said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? And he answered them, I've told you already. You would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? Oh, that got him hot. And they reviled him, saying, you are his disciple, but we are the disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. And the man answered, why this is an amazing thing. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, 
But if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, you were born in utter sin and would teach us. Ha! And they cast him out. And Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And having found him, he said, do you believe in the son of man? And he answered, and who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Listen to this, guys. And Jesus said to him, you have seen him, and it's he who's speaking to you. And the, blind, the formerly blind man said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. And Jesus said, for judgment I came into the world that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard these things, and they said, are we also blind? And Jesus said, if you were blind, you would have no guilt. But now that you say we see, your guilt remains. You know, so Jesus demonstrated his power, not just healing a blind man, but healing one who was blind from birth. But during this story, we heard and we revealed another truth, and that was this, that Jesus was betrayed and rejected by the very men who were looking for him, the Pharisees, the religious leaders, they rejected Jesus. You know, every Sunday morning, every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, there are people all across Centralia. There are people all across our country. There are people all across the world that just like the Pharisees, they reject Jesus. If you would, everybody, if, you, if you've got one of these sitting beside you, go ahead and pull it out and, and just turn to the back of the hot sheet. And, and let me just tell you what we shared, what we shared with, with the children this week. And, and number one, this is what we shared with them, that God rules. You know what? It doesn't matter what our uh, belief system is. The reality is that God created the earth. Matter of fact, the Bible tells us that every one of us were fearfully and wonderfully made in our mother's womb. You see, when you make the earth, you get to make the rules. And so one of those rules that God said was that, you know what? I want no sin in the world that I created. But the problem was, as people, we sinned. You know, as a pastor, I'm embarrassed to tell you this, but I've sinned. Uh, I've watched your kids this week. They've sinned. They've told me stories about home. Yeah. I won't, I won't go any further than that. But the reality is this, that all of us have sinned. All of us have lied. All of us have cheated. All of us have st- stolen. And because of that, God tells us, remember, he makes the rules. He tells us because of that sin that we have to pay for it. So there's two ways to get to heaven. One is to live a perfect life. And, well, the truth is none of us have done or can do that. And the second thing is this, that we can take what God provided. What did he provide? Jesus. Not only did Jesus come to the world, but Jesus lived the perfect life. 
Jesus lived a perfect life like Ronnie Tabor couldn't. Jesus lived a perfect life just like you couldn't. And, you know, a lot of people get onto Christianity and say, how could a loving God, because our God is loving, how could a loving God send somebody to hell? But here's the truth. Here's the rest of the story. Not only did he make the rule that there would be no sin, and if there was, that people who do that would spend an eternity paying for that in hell. But here's what he did. He said, I know Ronnie can't do it. I know Carrie's not going to be able to make it. I know Ayalana will never do that. I know Roger's never going to be able to make that happen. I know that Matt's not going to be able to do this. I know Candy's not going to be able to. And so what he said was, I'm going to send the solution. And he sent that solution through Jesus Christ. So here's the question. The next we get to ask, and that is, Jesus gave his life for us. And that was the other truth that we learned this week, that Jesus died and rose again. Why did Jesus rise again from the dead? To demonstrate that he was the son of God. You know, there's a lot of different religions out there, but none of their prophets, none of their leaders rose from the dead. If you go to their graves, there's bones, there's dust, there's, there's still the remains. But that's the one thing. You can go to Jerusalem. You can find the tomb and there's not a body. Because three days later, Jesus came back to life through the power of God. And so our choice is this. We get to do what those kids just sing. And here's the way we respond. Number one is, you see them right here on the boxes, we have to admit it. We got to admit that we are sinners. We got to admit that, you know what, I can't do it. There's no way that I could get to heaven on, on my abilities. And then the second thing is that we got to believe Believe that Jesus was the Son of God. You know, some people don't believe that Jesus was the Son of God. They believe that Jesus was a good guy. They believe that Jesus was a prophet. They believe that Jesus uh, did miracles, but they also believe that Jesus died and that's it. See, that's what makes Christianity different, is that we believe that Jesus was God's Son and that he paid the ultimate price for us by being rejected by the people who were looking for him, dying on a cross, and three days later, coming back to life. And then the third part of this is confess. What do we confess? Romans 10, 9 and 10 says it this way. If you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ was the Son of God and that he was raised again after three days, you will be saved. You know, it was a great night on Friday night when I got to share this story with your children. And many of your children raised their hand to ask Jesus to come into their life, to ask Jesus to pay the penalty for their sins. And I wonder, I just wonder, maybe, are there some parents here that, that maybe you've never made that decision? Maybe up until this point, every day of your life, every time that you encountered Jesus, you rejected him. Not because you didn't like him. Maybe it was because you didn't understand. But it doesn't matter why we reject him. When we reject Jesus, there's only one outcome. And the Bible tells us that's death. But the beauty is we don't have to. And I would encourage you. Um, there's been a couple of our, our students that 
they just did phenomenal and when it comes to the motions and when it came to singing the song. And so I'm going to ask those young ladies and uh, to come on back up here. Miss Brittany, talk to you. So if, if, if it's not you, stay in your seat and let the uh, others uh, make their way up here. And they're going to they're gonna lead us. Or they're, actually, they're going to sing a song that um, we want you to watch and listen to the words. Watch the motions that these young ladies are about to do. As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in all that God is doing in and through your life, and we would love to continue with you on that journey. You see, it's our mission to lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ who walk by faith and not by sight.